Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy Logan, and man, today we got a lot to talk about. So, um, we of course will be doing a podcast talking about the Halloween Ends trailer and kind of my thoughts on what they're going to be doing with that whole movie. But I think right now, um, we all really got to discuss about the whole San Diego Comic Con Marvel Studios like announcements because. There's a lot to take into account. So, for those of you who have been following my um, Discord or our uh, Instagram page, you will have been shown the entire Phase 4 slate on top of other announced projects. So, um, before I um, go into this, I just want to state here... um, That majority of this podcast will be covering Spider-Man freshman year, and that's mainly due to the fact of the confusing nature of that show, but yeah, we, we got a lot to cover in today's podcast, um... But, so yeah, let, let's talk about, first of all, uh, Phase 4, all the stuff that we have confirmed, okay? So, going forward, or excuse me, uh, Phase 5. Not Phase 4, my bad. Phase 5, we have Ant-Man Quantumania comes out February 17th, 2023, okay? Um, and we're going to go through the movies first and then the shows. Then we have Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I believe this says May 9th, 2023. The picture's a little blurry, so sorry if I'm having a hard time reading. Blade comes out November 3rd, 2023. Um, and Captain America New World Order comes out May 3rd, 2024, and the Thunderbolts come out July 25th, 2024. It also could be 26, give or take a day. Those are the movies of Phase 5. Now, before I go into the, um, Disney Plus shows, oh yeah, and the Marvels, uh, July 29th, 2023? This photo that I have is so blurry, so, like I said, my apologies if I'm off by a few days. But yeah, so, out of the movie side of things, I'm excited for Ant-Man, believe it or not, Blade, oh, I'm really excited for Blade. The Thunderbolts, I am excited for, and, uh, Captain America 4, if it's anything like Captain America 2 and 3, then we're, we got a good movie coming our way. Um, on the other side of that, the Marvels, the only thing I'm really excited for in the Marvels is um, Kamala Khan, and that's really it. <laughs> Just her character. I'm not really excited for the Marvels. I'm not a Captain Marvel fan. I never have been. Guardians of the Galaxy, like, I like them, but they're not among my favorites in the MCU. Yeah, I know. I'm probably in a minority there, but it just isn't. Now, the Disney Plus shows that are coming out for Phase 5. Secret Invasion, Spring of 2023. Echo, Summer of 2023. Loki Season 2, Summer of 2023. So I'm guessing one will probably come out in June and the other in August. That kind of thing. Um, Ironheart, Fall of 2023. And we'll get to this one here in a second. Agatha, Coven of Chaos, winter 2023-2024, so I'm guessing late December, early January launch there. And the thing that I am the most excited for in Phase 5, Daredevil, born again in spring 2024. 
I cannot express to you guys how fucking excited I am for Daredevil. I would have to say Blade, one of the most, uh, one of the more excited projects I am within the Phase 5 lineup, but Daredevil is by far the number one project. And it's gonna be 18 episodes, I believe they said, either 16 or 18, but I think they said 18 episodes. I'm so fucking excited. Like, I'm crying. And Echo, I'm excited for because Daredevil's gonna be in that and play a big role, of course. If you know anything about the comics, Echo and Daredevil, um, fight together because, of course, Echo was raised by Wilson Fisk when she eventually goes to kill him and fails and he ends up blind. Matt Murdock ends up teaching her how to use her disabilities as gifts to help her fighting. So, very excited about that. Also, in the She-Hulk trailer, by the way, that dropped the other day, we also got to see our first look at MCU fucking Daredevil. His suit looks very similar to the Netflix show, except it's got yellow on it. So, on the arms, a little bit on the legs in spots, and his cowl, a.k.a. his helmet, it's yellow. So, it is a little bit of, like, his um, original, like, outfit, kind of, with the uh, yellow. But, um... No, I, I'm really excited. I really like the look. He doesn't look so different from the Netflix show where you're like, okay, this kind of looks dumb. Like, they actually made a good-looking suit for him. So I'm very happy about that as a Daredevil fan. And it's just nice to have Daredevil back in the MCU. And Daredevil, believe it or not, will come up again later on when we talk about Spider-Man freshman year. Um, but yeah, so those are the lineup for Phase 5, okay? Phase 4 is coming close to an end. I believe the last, uh, thing in Phase 4 is Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which comes out this November. And the trailer for that was pretty emotional, you know? Um, obviously, Namor and the Atlanteans are gonna be the main villains of the show. I'm guessing Shuri is going to be the next Black Panther, at least it would make sense. They also revealed Riri Williams, aka Ironheart, in the trailer as well. So, I'm really excited for the new Black Panther. Now, I just want to preface this. I am not a super big Black Panther fan. Personally, I think that Black Panther is a much more overrated character in the MCU. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Chadwick Boseman and his um, interpretation of Black Panther, and I definitely think that the Black Panther movie has a very good cinematography to it, but in terms of, like, the story in and of itself, I'm not a big fan of that, you know? Black Panther, even comic book-wise, was never one of my favorite characters. So, by natural default, I'm I'm not as attached to Black Panther as other people. But they definitely did a good job tributing, Ch um, yeah, tributing Chadwick Boseman in this trailer. But I'm very excited to see what they got in this movie. And what exactly happened to Black Panther? I'm very interested in seeing what their explanation is of his death or his passing. So that I'm very interested to see how they go about that for canon reasons, obviously. But I'm also really excited to see where they go forward. And it's just nice to see the Atlanteans finally come into play into the MCU. Also confirmed at San Diego Comic-Con, Marvel Zombies is going to be rated TV Mature. They showed us some of the characters that will be heroes in the show. Such as Miss Marvel, Kate Bishop... Um, Shang-Chi, and then some zombies, of course, such as Hawkeye, Abomination, Captain Marvel, um, so, yeah, got some, you know, looks at the zombies there, 
Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Finally getting some mature content on Disney uh, Plus, and you know, I hope that the new Daredevil series that they make and Blade, I hope are also rated R and, and TV mature, because I don't think you can do Blade PG-13. I mean, Morbius did okay for PG-13, but Morbius is, I guess you could say, not as gruesome as Blade is, at least in the earlier renditions of the comics, you know? Um, but yeah, Blade definitely needs to be rated R, and I'm glad that Marvel Studios is making Marvel Zombies rated TV mature, because how the fuck can you do zombies not TV mature? I mean, the one episode that they had on, um, What If was, you know, interesting, and it had enough gore there, I guess, but they needed more, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, very excited to see Marvel Zombies when that comes out. Um, now, before we get into Spider-Man freshman year and the whole big, like, confusion on that mess, we are gonna cover the other announcements that were made at San Diego Comic-Con. So, outside of everything that I have listed to you already, this is what is coming. Alright? So, we have Avengers The King Dynasty, okay? So that's one of them that was announced, and that will be coming out in May of 2025, if I'm correct. Um, they also announced Fantastic Four will be the first movie in Phase 6, followed up by some other projects, and towards the end of, obviously, Phase 6 is when we will be getting the uh, two Avengers films, and the last Avengers film being called Avengers Secret Wars, and I'm excited about that, and they are labeling this as the multiverse saga, so you had the Infinity Saga, which were phases one through three, and the multiverse saga will be phases four through six, that makes sense, every three phases, you have that, now, here's the, my main problem with the, um, multiverse saga, the problem with the multiverse saga is that only a few films have really dealt with the multiverse, and when and only like what one Disney Plus show, if I'm correct, being Loki. Outside of that, everything is still main MCU continuity, not touching on the multiverse at all. But I'm very interested to see what exactly transpires because. 2025 is, like, three years away, okay? So we're three years away from our next Avengers Infinity War slash Endgame ordeal, right? Like, we're we're a little ways away from getting our next few Avengers movies. Um, but they, the problem with Phase 4 as of right now, and I, I'm glad that Marvel started announcing some good projects down the pipeline because... Phase 4 wasn't really that good. And I'm going to be honest with you guys about that. Like, I love the MCU. I don't think that the MCU is, like, dying or anything like that. I just think that Phase 4 was a big, rough patch in the MCU. Like, a lot of the projects just did not intrigue me. But now you're going into Phase 5, Phase 6, and you've got some good, lined-up shit. Which I'm super fucking pumped for. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do. Um, but anyways, now let's get into the real meat and potatoes of this podcast today. Spider-Man 
freshman year and the fucking confusion that is this show. This show is, um, well, to put it lightly, it's supposed to be, in summary, a prequel to Captain America Civil War and Spider-Man Homecoming. That's fine. That's cool. Problem is, the things that they revealed, such as the villains, make this not make sense. Such as Norman Osborn, Doc Ock, and the Scorpion. How in the fuck are you going to make that make sense? Because in No Way Home, Peter Parker did not seem to have an adverse reaction to seeing um, Doc Ock or Norman Osborn. Because he seemed like he never had any connections to a Norman Osborn or a Doc Ock. And Scorpion wasn't Scorpion yet when it came to Spider-Man Homecoming. He didn't become Scorpion until after. So here's, like, the only way that I can make sense of some of this. Number one, they are not going to be the villains that people think they're going to be. Like, maybe Doc Ock gets a name change. Maybe Norman Osborn doesn't make an Oscorp. Maybe he's not even called Norman Osborn, like, from Peter's perspective. Like, maybe he's not actually called Norman Osborn, right? So, I don't know. They're going to have a hard time explaining that. Like, how do these villains exist and how does Peter know about them but then forget them by the time of No Way Home? Doctor Strange is also in this show, which makes no sense because Peter, the first time he met Doctor Strange, was in Avengers Infinity War aboard Ebony Ma's ship. So there's a lot not making sense there in terms of it being a prequel. Now, one of the cool things that I did hear about this show is Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil in this show, and his uh, outfit was revealed, and it looks like the season one outfit that he wore, like, the, um, the shirt and, like, the lines on it, it looks just like the one he had from season one, minus the cowl, but I, they probably just took creative liberties there to make it look like Daredevil, because, I mean, if you were to just use, like, the bandana kind of thing around his eyes and stuff, a lot of people might get confused on who the character is by giving him his cowl with the horns, just makes more sense to make people understand. So it's cool to know like that this is taking place in the MCU before Civil War and before Homecoming, and that Spider-Man and Daredevil actually get to team up to some degree, which is awesome. But at the same time, it makes no damn sense with some of the other stuff when it comes to the villains and you know Norman Osborn and whatnot and how Peter knows about them all these years ago, but then in No Way Home doesn't know. Now, they did confirm Spider-Man's sophomore year, so they are already in production of a second season of this show. Um, now, here's what I'm thinking. Spider-Man freshman year, if it takes place before Civil War, maybe some of the villains... In freshman year, like, that they showcased are not going to be in the first season. Like, maybe Doc Ock and Norman Osborn and stuff, like, you know, maybe some of the villain. okay, not Norman Osborn, but, like, Doc Ock and, like, Scorpion, maybe they're in sophomore year, which would make sense, because if Homecoming is in his, essentially, um, his... End of his freshman year, beginning sophomore year, 
Scorpion's in jail, it would make sense for the second season to introduce Scorpion. Because in that sense, maybe he gets broken out of a prison and is given a suit and stuff. Like, it would make sense. But Doc Ock-wise, and Norman Osborn-wise, I don't know how the fuck you're going to make that work. Scorpion, you could work around, throw him into the second season as a villain instead of the first season, and then just say he got broken out of prison. Or maybe Scorpion was doing Scorpion things before, you know, and Spider-Man ended up getting his armor and stuff taken away so it wasn't there. But then again, you would think that Spider-Man would know the identity of Scorpion, but maybe not. I don't I don't really know how they're going to do this. That's where the confusing part comes in. It's like, it's MCU canon, it takes place before Civil War and Homecoming, but it makes no sense because you have all these villains that were never established in the movies to exist, and now you're going to do a prequel. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I guess the Spider-Man freshman year, as excited as I am for it, I'm confused about it as well. But hey, maybe they have a story plot point that we just don't know about that's going to explain everything. Or they're going to go the route of Spider-Man Homecoming and do a like time jump or whatever and it's not going to make any damn fucking sense in MCU canon. So yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man in the MCU seems to always have some canon issues. Um, but that's really all I have to talk about. We just had a lot to cover because at San Diego Comic-Con, they just wanted to fucking just literally, I guess, just spill the beans on everything. Because I think Marvel Studios realize, you know, Phase 4 isn't really going that hot. And they're like, well, shit, we gotta keep people invested. So they are like, hey, look at all these cool projects. And Daredevil looks like he's gonna be a big part going forward. He's in Echo, he's in She-Hulk, he's getting his own 18-episode series. He's also appearing in Spider-Man freshman year. Like, Daredevil is obviously going to be a centerpiece moving forward for the street-level hero side of things. I'm just very interested on where they're going to take Daredevil. We know that Vincent D'Onofrio is returning in Echo and in the Daredevil series, so I'm guessing Daredevil's just back to fighting the Kingpin. Um, here, here's the main problem I, I have with reusing the Kingpin so many times. Daredevil Season 3 had such an amazing definitive ending to that story arc between Daredevil and Wilson Fisk. That I feel like Marvel Studios has the potential to really fuck up Daredevil. They really do. Because you gotta understand, the Netflix series was written in a certain way that it was a, it was a down-to-earth, realistic, gritty crime drama with a superhero or vigilante twist. I don't think Marvel Studios is going to do as good of a job as the Netflix series. But I could be wrong. Daredevil is a beloved character to me. He's my second favorite superhero in Marvel Comics behind Spider-Man by a good margin, but I do love Daredevil. Daredevil and Spider-Man, Marvel Comics-wise, they're my two favorite heroes, but Spider-Man surpasses Daredevil in many ways, but Daredevil surpasses many other heroes in many ways to me. Um, And then, of course, um, you know, villain-wise, like, Taskmaster is my favorite villain. I know a lot of people question that, but... And then, you know, it's a, it's a toss-up because I like Venom, but I like Green Goblin. So, like, they're kind of, like, battling for second place and stuff because Spider-Man has a great rogue gallery. But, yeah, um, very confused on how to feel about 
this Spider-Man series. On one hand, it's really cool, and they can do a lot with it, but on the other hand, it just makes no sense. So, they're just going to have to work around that somehow. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have for you. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed, and I'll catch you all in the next one.